0: I'm Josh Cooperman and this is Convo by Design with designer Ross Vincent. We're talking about clean lines and high style. Interior design is so much more than just an accumulation of things arranged in a pleasing way. Interior design, done right, means understanding the needs of the client and then taking those desires both seen and unseen, and crafting an environment that meets those needs. Ross Vincent is a rising star in design. That's It's so interesting. You talk about a rising star in design, but but Ross is also extremely accomplished already. His work is clean and elegant, modern and comfortable. You're going to hear Ross talk about the state of design here in Southern California, as well as the influences that he brought with him from his home city of Seattle, Washington. This conversation also turns to design in the flyover states and locations that are not normally included in the conversation about significant design and architecture. And I love that. I think that you will too. And it's interesting to note, no doubt, if you listen to the podcast, you have started to hear me talk a little bit more about the flyover states and the parts of the country where design, you know, high style and interior design is not a big part of the conversation. Why? Well, because most, most of us from one coast or the other are not spending a lot of time in those states, but I'm starting to, and I, I think that I'm not alone. And, um, Ross is also one of those individuals, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I hope you do. This is interior designer Ross Vincent. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work, there's far more to it than that. Yes, that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952 and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online walkerzanger.com. It's funny. I was going to start with the hotel, mm-hmm. but then you said that you don't do interviews very often. No, and I'm surprised by that. Well,
1: I mean, I've done a lot since the hotel, so like that's kind of a uh, new thing. Since I've done the hotel, it's kind of been awesome because I've won the building won an award, and I started getting interviewed more. Definitely, have done like local paper interviews and stuff like that.
0: So, is that why? Is this the moment? You're ha- this you're, is the moment it's, it's okay let me back up a second yeah um, as a, you as don't a, know where I'm from no <laughs> I'm, no, I'm totally. it's so funny <laughs> just kidding you know what's funny I'm dying to and I've got all these questions <laughs> for you but I want to start with this because I want to make sure not to forget yes I, I've I've talked to a lot of creators and here's what's hard if you're if you're in if you're a fine artist if you're a visual artist yeah and you create a painting it goes on a wall you sign your name on it. Yeah, people come to you mm-hmm. when you're an interior designer. Many times, your name's nowhere to be found. Um, if it's private residence, yeah, you're you're no one's seeing it unless you get published. So, interior designers and architects are really looking for ways to have a moment, but many don't want to because their heads down and they're just doing doing the do. They're doing the work. They're doing them right. Doing the work. Yep. And so for you. Is this a moment where you look at it and you go okay you know what i have a marquee project yes and this is an opportunity to finally sort of take advantage of getting myself out there
1: yeah yeah no for sure i mean definitely this project for me is like one of the biggest projects i've ever done and to be able to do you know from top to bottom finish to wall to the guest rooms to the restaurant to the lobby to the reception everything is like a part of my design so so, yeah, I mean, it's really meaningful too.
0: tell me about the project to
1: be able to do that. Um, so it's in Lincoln, Nebraska, out of all places. And you're probably thinking, like, why Lincoln, Nebraska? I'm not think- <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not thinking that at all. But A lot of people kind of have that Midwest like, you know, what is the Midwest? Like nobody really goes there. Anyway, I found after going there that Lincoln is actually a really, really cool place. And so, you know, they're calling it the Silicon Prairie. It's kind of like the new, you know, IT hub a little bit for the Midwest. And so they have, you know, Google, Microsoft and all of that is happening out there. And so the owner of the hotel kind of came up with this uh, idea that this was not available in that area. A high end, you know, four star, five star hotel. So that's kind of what we created, was a little boutique hotel out there. What's it called? It's called the Kindler Hotel. How many rooms? There's 49 rooms.
0: 49 rooms.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's in Lincoln. Is it down, Lincoln. downtown?
0: Yes. It's okay. in downtown Lincoln. And when, which, when yeah. you got this project, how far along was the project insofar as how much, how much creative input to the theme did you have? Or was the theme set and you got to come in and just sort of lay it on, on top?
1: Yeah, so literally from the ground up, it was an wow. old 1905 building that had four walls, and we literally gutted the inside of it. And the first thing I said when I walked in the door was, uh, "We have to blow out the ceiling because we needed a huge, like, grand entrance." So, uh, you know, the ceilings were like 10 feet ceilings all the way through the first floor, and I was like, "This has to be like a grand entrance." So that was one of the things I did. And I honestly, right when I walked in, I kind of visualized what it would be, and and so kind of literally created it from the down you know ground up took those four walls that was the only thing that was existing in the end of our demo and then we actually ended up building three stories on top of that so it was literally a brand new building from start to finish so
0: what was your concept
1: so my concept my inspiration came from touring what I did first of all was tour Omaha and then I toured Lincoln and I kind of figured out that all these old buildings have little Art Deco flair to them. And Nick and Brooke, the owners of the hotel, they actually wanted to bring in an LA designer, modern, something with Vegas, something new, something chic that no one's ever seen before. So I kind of married the two. I basically created an Art Deco modern. So I call it Modern Deco.
0: Love it. Yeah, I love, were you surprised when you, had you ever been to Nebraska before? No, no, i had never been there. Oh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let me read. Have you ever been to any of the quote unquote flyover states? Not really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the whole thing was new for me. Okay. Uh, So I love that. I did do
1: a project in St. Louis. I like did a lobby there and I like outside of the building and kind of remodeled a building there. But that was pretty much my only project that's been in the Midwest.
0: Okay. How'd they find you?
1: They found me. Well, it's kind of a funny story. My brother lives in Arizona. And so does the owner Nick. And Nick and I are friends through my brother's wife, who's friends with Nick's wife, the owner. Okay. So anyway, I met Nick and Brooke. We go to the horse races every time I go to Arizona, and so we're all ha- hanging out at the horse races. And Nick's like, I have this dream to buy this building in Nebraska. That's where Brooke is from, his wife. And so I was, he's like, I want you to design it. And then literally like three years later, he calls me and he's like, Ross, I bought the building. I want you to design it. <laughs> So I was like, okay, let's do it. So that was it. That's awesome. How
0: long have you been going to the Kentucky Derby? Well, not the Kentucky Derby. Oh, it's not the Kentucky Derby. No, Paradise Valley. Paradise Valley. uh, Okay. It's so funny. Arizona. Have you ever been? Uh, Yes, I have. But it's funny because when you said that, I just naturally assumed. Kentucky Derby. Midwest, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: No, so this started in Arizona. Okay. Got it. I'm from LA. They're, Got it.
0: She's from Lincoln.
1: That's how that. All I am happened. so
0: geographically confused yeah. right now, and I love it. Yeah. Speaking of geographically confused, <laughs> so, mod deco. Okay. I I love that you identify modern, modern deco. I love that you identified that the the art deco movement in that part yeah. of the country is it's amazing.
1: It is really cool. And to
0: be able to sort of draw mm-hmm. from that inspiration, was there anything else? that inspired you from that part of the country that, that you can that you can think of that, that helped sort of guide the direction?
1: Well, there's a few things. Like, part of it was they dedicated the building, the Kindler Hotel is actually dedicated to Ken Kindler, who died of cancer two years ago, which is kind of sad, but actually really neat that they did that. And so he was actually an artist. So I took a lot of inspiration from his artwork. He worked with metal and copper, and so you'll see those, like, colors of metal, copper, and... Um, some of his artwork throughout the hotel and then also with the art deco I took obviously art deco patterns and uh, fabrics and things like that and then you'll also see things from the Midwest like cowhide barstools on the back of the barstool uh cowhide rugs um I have things like that kind of theming throughout the hotel so
0: as an LA based designer <laughs> who deals with small spaces big restrictions uh, was this a little freeing for you
1: It was. It really was. I was really lucky that Nick and Brooke let me take it to the next level and kind of do whatever I wanted. So it was really nice to be able to have the freedom to do that. So I totally was able to... uh really do whatever i wanted and they were on board with everything i did kind of tune it to their taste a little bit and you know he wanted everything to be four seasons and like ritz and i'm like okay so like let's like make this happen in nebraska so so
0: yeah it was cool my favorite parts of hotel design because i feel the rooms are great Mm -hmm. but i feel where where designers really get to shine is the common areas Mm -hmm. so the, the entrance the bar the lounge the seating areas, mm-hmm. how'd you how'd you how'd you put your mark on this?
1: I mean, one of the things you see when you walk into the hotel, which is amazing, is uh, I wanted there to be a water feature. I'm huge into like water, earth, wind, fire. So I have this, you know, I always put like a water feature or like a fireplace into the hotel. Obviously it was something that I wanted to do. And so I thought like, how can I get a water feature in here that would be really cool, that wouldn't be high maintenance? And so what I did is I actually created an LED screen on the whole entire back of the wall behind the reception desk that's actually a waterfall. So that's kind of cool. And then in the lounge area, I have like a linear fireplace. And the linear fireplace, there was no way to vent it because it's in the middle of the room. And so I actually found this fireplace that was uh, made of vapor, water vapor. So it's actually like seen lights it, that seen it. I'm trying shine to shine th- up on the vapor. Yes, I'm
0: trying to think of the name now. Have you no. seen it? Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. It's called
1: Dimplex, the company. There you go. Yeah, they're from Canada. Yeah. So anyway, I found this and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I was like, I have to use that. So like things like that, I put in the hotel that are really unique. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but also a cool thing about the hotel is that Brian Boitano, the Olympic ice skater, he also uh, recently came out with a cookbook. He's on the Food Network. And so he's actually part of the restaurant. So I got to actually design the restaurant with Brian Boitano, which is kind of cool. that's
0: that's so great. It was fun. How did you... You do a lot of residential, you do commercial as well, but you do a lot of residential, and I'm curious. Did your residential kitchen design inspire your commercial kitchen de- design for the hotel?
1: I mean, it's white <laughs> and stainless steel, <laughs> and the similarities <laughs> end so, there. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a commercial kitchen, so you obviously have different you know products that you use, different ovens and more commercial grade you know ice makers that are producing a lot more ice, those kind of things.
0: Who'd you specify?
1: For that, I specified true. Okay. So yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, for the refrigeration, and mm-hmm. then what about uh, counter countertop? All stainless. All stainless. All steel. stainless. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's a real true comm- commercial kitchen.
0: It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Commercial true. <laughs> um, reversing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. W-
1: would you ever use? And I honestly tried to use some of the best products that I could find, as far as like commercial grade, you know, everything that we use. Yeah,
0: and reversing that a little bit, would you ever, ever now that you've done a hotel kitchen, try to take some of the things from the hotel kitchen and move them into residential?
1: Yeah, you know, and I feel like I've seen that trend a lot, you know, with especially with like Wolf and Viking and Sub-Zero. I mean, those brands are so high-end and so great. And now I have, I've seen that where people are like, I want a deep fryer in my kitchen, (laughs) or I want something unique that has like so much space to do burgers or like whatever on. I think it's definitely something that will develop over time with these even residential kitchens. Listen. I I see that happening totally.
0: Yeah. And and that's why you have warming drawers, cooling drawers. That's why refrigerators have glass front now yes so that you could you know
1: that's so you can see the wine you can see the cheese and you can see all that stuff before you grab it out
0: yeah it used to never in a million years would you want people seeing what was inside your refrigerator in in a residential now people
1: have to be really organized now you got to be organized (laughs) not
0: a bad thing no
1: no, I think it's good. I love it's that. It's good for those OCD people like me that will like, make it look perfect. <laughs> totally like, right. Turn
0: your Coke cans out. <laughs> See, that's what you want in a designer. Mm-hmm. You want OCD. Yeah, perfectionist. You need those details. It, yeah. Um, speaking of which, when did when did you know design was for you? When was this When was this officially your thing?
1: Mm, that's so interesting. You know. I grew up in Seattle, by the way. Okay. So, you know, everyone, you know, there's huge evergreen trees in our backyard and everyone has a tree house. So, you know, growing up with that tree house in the backyard, I think mine was the only one on the block with like windows, curtains, uh, furniture, and completely decorated with like candles in the window. So uh, I think that's when I really think about going back. I always remember being into it, but I didn't think it was until probably college. I used to work at the Pike Place Market, mm-hmm.
0: if you know that. It's where they did, throw the fish. Did, yeah, I was going to say, did, yeah. did, did you catch? So I you? didn't throw fish, but okay. I sold
1: cherries and berries and nuts. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. But through that experience, I merchandised. And so I like learned, like, oh, merchandising is my thing. I love the display. I loved all of that stuff. And so from there, I kept going to college and decided that design was my thing and so that's kind of how it started. Then I I was an assistant and worked my way up and
0: I um, want to get to that, that in a minute. Knowing. I love that you say that that you were inspired by the you know by the by the merchandising of it. I went to school in that part of the country as well and, and cool. got to experience that and I I think what's really interesting is you can get lost in the Pacific Northwest because of the beauty. Yeah. And because of just the natural It's gorgeous. It's yeah. gorgeous at the same time that marketplace is is an experiential wonderland totally there's so much going on
1: there's so much and such a boom that i saw even growing up there it was like i saw whole entire hillsides get covered with houses you know and the architecture too you have that you know glass house with like the beams going out the mid-century modern is like so popular there so to me growing up in some of those houses with my you know family's friends and my parents actually house was kind of like that too where it was like all glass going around with all the wood and the wood ceilings slatted ceilings and stuff like that so yeah definitely those are influences in my designs i think
0: still yeah even still yeah Mm -hmm. um
1: i think that's why even like saying i use so many different materials wood floors going with steel going with rock going with you know marble like just mixing all these materials is really totally a thing of the
0: pacific northwest i think well it's interesting too and i want to talk about some of your projects in a little bit but taking advantage of the views doing a lot yeah. with a little with regard to space some of some of the muted tones mm-hmm. that you use in that in the areas to make them look bigger I'll get to certain projects yeah. in a minute but I, I, no. but now sure. that you're saying it out loud it, it's all it's sort of coming coming full circle full circle it really <laughs> is so who were some of the designers uh, and what firms did you work for I mean I'd say one of
1: the biggest ones in LA I worked for was Meredith bear
0: Okay, but but it was. Did you do it in, in Seattle at all, or did you do it once you came down here?
1: Uh, I did it once I came down here. Okay, got it. <clears throat> um, I worked for Kristen, Kristen Lamaro in San Diego, um, and then I owned furniture stores. I was a furniture guy, so I actually owned uh, a furniture store in San Diego, and then I owned one in LA, and so that's kind of how I got up to LA.
0: Hence the merchandising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd you How'd you like being it's a showroom owner? Um, I loved it.
1: Did you I loved it? Yeah. I mean, it's such a love hate relationship retail. So (laughs) if you've ever been in retail, then you know, um, you know, I love the product. I love like furniture. I'm a, you know, I love fabric. I love all of that stuff. And so just being able to be surrounded by accessories all the time and new things that were coming in and you know, I love all that stuff. So I, you know, I'm definitely a furniture guy. And so after that, I actually sold the store in LA, that's why I moved up here. And they, the person that bought that store, they're like, well, we want your, both your stores, we want your San Diego store too. So I was like, me and my business partner were like, all right, let's just get out of it. So we've been doing it for eight years and we, we decided to move on. So then that's when I started my own interior design
0: business. Got it. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever miss the furniture store side of it?
1: You know, I miss having, you know, all the employees in the store, you know, having our meetings, having our coffees and things like that. I miss the clients coming in regularly. And, you know, we had we were in Santa Monica, our store. So we had like I think our average was like 400 people a day. What was the store? It was huge. Um, It was called Book Concept. It's a oh, right modern. on, right on. Okay, okay. Do you know that story? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I owned the Santa Monica one in the San Diego store. Okay. And then I actually sold them back to the son of Bo Concept, which is hilarious. Okay. So, so yeah. So if we had, you know, 400 people in the store every day, it was crazy. It was like a madhouse every day, but it was so fun. So,
0: so yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. So you've checked off the hotel. Yes. Do, you ever, off. do you ever want to do another one? Yeah. Was, I mean, bring it, it, it was fun it, it was really. Okay. It was fun <laughs> enough to do it again. I think it
1: was so fun and okay. you know, I was lucky the client's so great. Um, but it was so fun and I think doing it again would be even better cuz I would be just I would want to one up it, you know.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I get it. And I'm always down for a challenge. So <laughs> Is it
0: is there anything else? What is a what is a what is a dream project for you?
1: Well, what? I kind of have this dream project right oh, now. Oh, here we go. I, I don't love know. Did it. I okay. tell you? Uh, no. Do you know about this? No, bring it. Oh, geez. So I have the best story ever. Do you want me to tell it?
0: Why'd you make me drag this out of you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I want to hear it. Okay, so I'm on the plane from Omaha to LA. Okay. And I upgraded into business class, I, which I never usually do. Good but for you. It was like 40 bucks. I Good was like, for you. okay, I'm going to do for it. for you. So upgraded into business class. There's nobody sitting next to me. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Then they upgrade this lady behind me. She... She from like the back of the plane. She's dressed in all uh, nun attire. She's a nun,
0: like a habit. Not like, even the nun- like. She's
1: dressed in a ha- full habit. Um, she's black by the way. So it's like totally sister act all over again. And <laughs> she sits down next to me <laughs> and I'm so intrigued. I'm like, Oh my God, I've never sat next to a nun. I don't know anything about nuns. So I want to learn everything about her. And so we just strike up this conversation and it was so funny. We're just sitting there laughing. I'm like asking her all these like random questions. I'm like, so like, have you ever had sex? And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, Nope, I'm a six year old virgin. I'm like, oh my god this is awesome so I'm like so are there there like bad nuns (laughs) she's telling me like some some of the nuns don't follow the rules you know I'm like oh my gosh this is hilarious so we at the end of the flight we like just are laughing and like having so much fun she takes my card and she's like okay she calls me two weeks later and she's like we want you to fly up to Alaska and we want you to design our convent And so literally two weeks later, I fly up to Alaska and now I'm designing their convent. (laughs) No way. Swear to God. Yeah. So I was just there like a few weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. So I'm designing. People are always, they're like, after I tell them that, they're like, what does that mean? So I'm designing the convent and then there's like a chapel. And then um, there's going to be an outdoor movie theater. There's going to be a pathway that goes around the whole entire property. Wow. There's going to be like a gift shop and there's going to
0: be a coffee shop. So that's kind of what I'm designing there. So I'm kind of, I'm one of those, I I don't want the fact that I'm a little jaded on religion to affect this conversation at all. No. But here's what's interesting to me about churches, Mm -hmm. temples, synagogues, what have you. It always seemed to me like the parts that were designed well was the money that showed. Yeah, not the experiential stuff that happens, like the real stuff behind the scenes. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So, when you have an opportunity to do something, to do a convent, mm-hmm. where'd you start? Was Was anything done, or was it just so nothing was done? Okay. They
1: literally bought this like three acre property. Wow. And it, there's a house sitting on it. There's an old barn. The old barn. I'm gonna renovate and make it into an outdoor movie theater and then the house is going to get renovated and then next to it there will be building a chapel i literally kind of just i i don't know i guess it's a gift from god i literally just walk in and i'm like this is what we need to do so you have to do something that creates revenue so the outdoor movie theater would create revenue for them the little walking path would create revenue along with the coffee shop and the gift shop so these are things people can go to the convent and visit And when they go to the convent, they're there to seek refuge or, like, talk to a nun to maybe, like, ask them about religion or maybe ask them about God or maybe get help. So it's kind of a nice thing. They're going to have a little rec center there for, like, people that are, like, you know, either questioning what they want to do or, like, getting into religion or whatever it
0: is. At the end of the day, it really is no different than any other space you design for. You're just You're just designing for a purpose.
1: Yeah. Um, And, of course, I'm a modern designer, so it's going to be a modern looking complex so
0: that is so cool yeah. yeah and is it rural alaska or is it is it metropolitan it's
1: metropolitan ish i mean it's fairbanks which is one of the it, bigger, i think as, it's one it, of the biggest cities it's about as metropolitan Anchorage. as it gets okay yeah.
0: yeah that's about as metropolitan as you're gonna get how'd yeah. you like alaska i loved it yeah just wait till november It's gorgeous next year yeah yeah december january I know. February. that's why this
1: project won't start <laughs> till spring so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when you go back enjoy it yeah Beautiful. No,
1: it's gorgeous up there. Yeah, it was such a great tour. I took a tour, did like a full tour around the whole entire area, and it's gorgeous. I saw bears, I saw deers I saw all of that.
0: Oh, that's fantastical! Cool. So, talking about, I, I was I was looking at some of your projects, mm-hmm. and I I found them really interesting. The the I wanted to start with the beach house in La Jolla mm. because I am. Absolutely obsessed with California crafted, cozy chic California. California has a
1: so there's one in Malibu. There's also one in La Jolla.
0: Okay, listen, don't the jump, one in La Jolla. Don't jump ahead of me. Don't jump ahead of me. <laughs> ahead of me. I'm, I'm I'm very. I've got I've got my notes and everything. No, um, I wanted to get that to that one in a minute. Okay, but the one in La Jolla, because. In each, you're you're taking advantage of the views that you're given, and that's one of the mm-hmm. things that, that I think maybe, you know, from growing up in Seattle and what you had to do with there, you, yeah. you, you take what you're given, and then you sort of design around it. Floor-to-ceiling
1: windows. Yes. So, so, taking all the windows and being able to open
0: them up, like the nano
1: doors. What did that
0: project look like when you first saw it?
1: I mean, that was also uh, ground up built. Um, we had an amazing architect on that project, um, and... You know, that project was a $23 million project, that house. So it was like, you know, the pool was made from like the guy that made Shamu's pool in SeaWorld. So it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, but those, those features, I mean, we had a waterfall in the bathroom and, you know, the, all the windows opened up to the ocean. and It was beautiful, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that guy was a scientist. Really? Yeah, from Scripps. Really? So it was okay. a very interesting story. He was this, you know, gazillionaire scientist, and I think it was just like, a, honestly, probably one of his houses. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah,
0: I, I, I love when the when the when there's stories behind the client. Yeah, which is really cool. Now you, and
1: cool to meet people like that too. That's one of the parts I love about my job.
0: So was there was there anything unique about about that property, that project, that? sort of took advantage of his scientific background that he wanted incorporated in the project?
1: I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, he incorporated the waves in that project, so there was definitely, like, curved walls and, like, curved kitchen and, like, kind of the outside of the house. If you looked at it from either above or sideways or whatever, you'd see that the, you know, the decks curve around in a way that, you know, it's, it's just, like, kind of like the ocean. It's very amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it looked organic. Yeah, in, it's very yeah. organic. So you and did, I know that
1: it does have something to do with scientific something with that with the wave, but I don't know exactly.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, you mentioned um, Malibu Eagle Pass, right? Mm-hmm. So, with Eagle Pass, um, a couple of things. Uh, again, how big was that project? Uh, you mean
1: how big was the big, house? Yeah, I mean the house was about. I want to say like four thousand yeah it was it wasn't huge it was not
0: huge no no and um the use of space Mm -hmm. and the use of windows again which i had to work with some of the things in particular there's there's something happening in bathrooms yeah where you've got you know we've got people experimenting with outdoor bathrooms which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. and you've you've got something that's that's sort of akin to that which is the tub against a florida ceiling window window Mm -hmm. where if you use the angles correctly you can see the ocean on one side you can see the mountains on the other yet you still have privacy yeah so there's some people might walk into that and go oh isn't this cool you you can see this and you can see that and no one can see in but i'm thinking that there's probably more that goes into that
1: oh yeah for sure (laughs) no it's definitely like i mean even sunlight has plays a factor you know like which way is the sun going to come into the window that kind of thing. Do you have a process
0: for that? Do you come at different times a day? Do you come at different times a week? Do you do you sort of try to try to map it out and, and plan it, or do you do you do you have something else that you do for that purpose?
1: Definitely yes. I mean, when it's a ground up project like that, that is all it, it's all taken into consideration as far as you know where the sunlight's going to hit the house. Is it going to be all day long going through the front of the house, or is it going to be something on the side or that kind of a thing? I mean, it definitely affects the way that. Placement of the kitchen, placement of the, you know, the living room and the bedrooms. So all of that definitely played a factor in that house, for sure.
0: Was that a was that a, a new build or was that a remodel? That was a brand new build. It was. Yeah. So Malibu is an interesting place to build because there are very mm-hmm. few actually flat lots. Yeah. So when they built this, were there any, any angles, anything that you had to deal with? They did
1: have to take out part of the mountain behind the house to get that space, but yeah. It was pretty much a flat spot. It's probably the last flat spot up there. That's an amazing neighborhood if you've ever been up there. I mean, the whole thing overlooks the ocean. You have like wildlife up there. It's gorgeous. I mean, you can't go wrong with being in Malibu, I guess, anywhere, but that neighborhood in particular is just right up there on the cliff right above like where Duke's
0: is and all of that. Yeah. So, it's a great place. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And there's a lot of building that's taking yeah. place now. Um, Santa Barbara, Malibu, that whole because of the fires and then and then mm-hmm. floods and then rocks. I, you just it's something you have to deal with. It's crazy. They
1: have actually. My friend actually came out with this new material. They're gonna start building with. It's like fire retardant walls. These walls are filled with foam, and they basically are like these prefab walls that you can like build with and I guess everyone in Malibu is like eating this up because they like don't want to deal with fires and if they do they want their house to burn down so there's like some really cool materials coming out of the fires happening so that's kind of a neat thing
0: isn't it interesting I I feel like we've we've kind of gotten and I say we because I'm a native Angelina I was born and raised out here and I've seen you know I I saw what construction was like in the 70s you know and that's why there are problems out here is because there were buildings built in the 70s you exactly. know it's where construction where it's all wood but it's like pine yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. hey let's build a house out of matchsticks and yeah. see what happens yeah. no what could happen you know you're in southern california <laughs> the, the the weather's always perfect here nothing yeah. could ever go wrong but things are definitely changing mm-hmm. um, with climate and that has to affect the way that you do your job no? i mean yeah. I mean, definitely, we
1: always take in consideration the yard. Like, is the yard fireproof in a way? You know, are the plants going to be burning to a flame when a match hits it or not? You know, like, all of that comes into consideration when you're doing the outside of the house, especially. Um, you know, that's definitely always a consideration in, in any house out there, for sure. I mean, yeah, but- I would say in California in general, but...
0: Well, and what's happened too is, is you know, recently there there there's an openness to looking at new materials. yeah, Which I think is really smart. Mm-hmm. I think it's really smart. Um, the floor-to-ceiling windows, mm-hmm. um, you know, it used to be plate glass was really the only option that you had, yep. and now that you, with nanowalls walls and Fleetwood and and a bunch of other manufacturers who are doing yes. a really nice job, mm-hmm. you you have options as a designer. That's got to be incredibly fun. Yeah. You know what's
1: amazing about these new windows is that they're so soundproof and so like quiet and keep the heat in and keep the air out and like all of that it's like yeah it's just a completely different animal than it used to be I mean like opening a door or window now it's like loud out there compared to what it used to be well
0: and I feel like that's the next big thing Uh, kitchens had their moment Mm -hmm. a few years ago and they Mm -hmm. continue to continue to develop bathrooms a little before that had their moment where bathrooms were being made more spa-like yeah right now it's like really interesting to see how products are changing yeah. to make the Even home- like
1: with glass, you're mentioning glass. It's like uh, these three-walled fireplaces or like double-sided fireplaces and the glass. Now the glass is like you can touch it and it's warm, it's not hot. You know, those kind of things have all come around this last, I would say, five to 10 years. Now it's getting more popular. You yeah. know Even in the last, I'd say, three years like you know these kind of fireplaces and things like that are just completely different than they used to be
0: yeah yeah and to and to make the home more experiential Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to do things with materials like you talk about a fireplace that doesn't actually have fire but has you know has vapor yeah Um, even
1: like that one for sure because you
0: know what you can use that although I love real fireplaces (laughs) I know I know I
1: do the vapor one is insane for the application and for where it is like people don't even it's one of the biggest Instagram things
0: in the hotel is that right It's yeah. like where people, people where people show their hand. Yeah, going they want to put it. their hand yeah, through yeah, it. They yeah, want to like, yeah, you know, put yeah. their
1: drink on it, whatever. So it's funny. Yeah,
0: it's funny. You know, whenever I think of something like that, it's weird. But I always think of the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo. Have you oh, ever been? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a while. But yeah, I always think about that because I remember it as a kid. My road trips, we always would stop in San oh. Luis Obispo. The cool thing was, you know, every room was was had a different theme yeah the golf room or the caveman room or yeah. whatever but everything every every room had a theme where you look at it now and you go that's really kitschy and odd but yeah. at the time it was kind of cool yeah but the number one attraction at the madonna inn was always the urinal in the men's room which oh. was which is the waterfall yep and people would always want to yeah you'd walk in and there would be a crowd of people half men half women just <laughs> looking at the urinal because it's a waterfall Isn't that so funny it, i it, love stuff like that yeah but it reminds me um that you can do fun things yeah in the home. There's no reason why you can't you can't do that There's
1: really no reason and like one of the big things I did Like I said in the hotel in the beginning was the waterfall the LED screen waterfall I'm talking like let's put these in people's kitchens like where they don't have a window or let's put this in a, in a Bathroom that doesn't have a window, you how, know, so how you, far away you could how, be looking at the ocean into an LED screen if you wanted to
0: how far away from that Are we really we're not if you have the money? <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah.
1: You know, I think the
0: What are what are you seeing right now that you're just totally crushing on? Are you digging on anything right I now? Mean, I
1: mean, that's one of the things I really do love. I mean, it I think it is possible to have it in the home as a normal normally priced item, you know. Um what am I digging on? I like, you know, I love so much stuff. Um one of the big things I'm digging is, like, the Kohler sink that lights up. Mm. I just put this in someone's house. It's $3,000, by the way. Yeah. But, I mean, it's amazing. So, like, you walk into the bathroom and the sink lights up, illuminates, um, you know, things like that. I love modern, cool things like that. So, anything like, you know, the Toto toilet <laughs> that opens up and right, sits, you sit on it and it's warm and then it washes you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. But, again... But exp- things like this are actually starting to become normal now. Yeah. So.
0: And it, it, experiential. Mm-hmm. Things that actually improve the quality of life. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting to me because designers and architects, you guys, you now have the ability mm-hmm. to do more with your design. The trouble is, and I kind of wanted to get into the biz a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. The, the trouble is you're almost a victim of your own success when you're, when you're doing a lot of work and you're really busy, you're specifying for the job you're working on, you're specifying for the job you're about to work on, but you're not really, you don't have the opportunity to educate yourself on what the marketplace is doing. Mm -hmm.
1: I always continue to educate myself. I try to educate myself as much as I can whenever I can. I, I do go, I think one of my big things and my advice to all interior designers is to make sure you're getting out there and learning about everything new. I mean, definitely... I feel like, especially because I come from a furniture store background that I am constantly selling things. And so don't sell yourself short on the design because you're, you don't know much about the product because really some of these new products are amazing and your clients will buy them if you know how to sell them. So I kind of pride myself on that a little bit where I'm like, you know, for example, the $3,000 Kohler sink, you know that, I mean, this is an amazing product. Nobody has it. It's something that's new. You educate your client on it course they're
0: going to want it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's true but here's the flip side to that as a merchandiser as a retailer you know the moment you tell a client you know here's a great product then they start shopping you
1: yeah you know (laughs) I mean (laughs) I, I you know things like that that I offer I feel like don't get shopped that much because they are what they are yeah there's not a lot of competition in these kind of products so I feel like you know if you want the highest end Wolf or you want the highest end Sub-Zero, then that's what you're going to get. There's not like a lot of competition.
0: How's how's the industry, how's the trade helping you out right now? And I, I mean you in the, in the general sense of, of the design trade. Are the trade programs keeping up? You know,
1: I've seen the discounts go down for designers, which is pretty sad. I mean, they, we support all retail so much that I think, you know, to offer 10% off, to a designer's kind of just a joke now, but you know, it used to be 20, 25, it Used 30. to be 40. Yeah, it used to be 40. Now it's just like the support from retail stores I feel like has definitely gone down. I mean, I don't know, it is what it is. I mean, and it's making it harder for us to mark it up, which is making us not be able to recommend certain things, you know, like nobody shops at Restoration Hardware if you're an interior designer because they just give the discount to their clients. You know, but then their clients love restoration, so it's hard to like spin off on that. Like, how can we make it better than restoration?
0: <laughs> if you had, if you had the power, how would you fix that?
1: I mean, I would release a discount to the designers, not the not the customers. It, but I then mean, that's one thing that they've done but, wrong. But, but then,
0: don't you run the risk of losing the the client? I don't think so. You don't think so?
1: You mean if I mark? You mean if I? If 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 RH, do i run the risk or do they run the risk? Do yeah. they
0: run the risk? They, th- you know, if they if they take that away.
1: I don't think they do. Why would they? They really don't. I don't think they run the risk. I actually think they're giving away their money reality, I mean more than they should. I mean, they don't need to be giving customers 25% off or whatever it is for a $100 card that they buy. So, for me, have a normal sale like a normal retail store and then let us designers take care of the rest.
0: <laughs> that means a lot coming from you, because mm. you know what—you've you've been a merchandiser, you've been a retailer, you've—you've you, yeah. you've owned a furniture store, you've done it. You, yeah, you know this. Yeah. What else? What else can retailers do to to er, to earn your business? I think keeping us in the loop is always good. In what sense? In
1: training, offering trainings. Would okay. Be a good now wait. Thing.
0: Now wait a minute. You don't have time for that.
1: I don't, but maybe a video, maybe a YouTube training, or maybe something like that could be cool. If it was an event, I, I do like those events. Like, I think I don't remember the last one I went to, but it was like where it was an event and they actually did train us on something that was like in the kitchen.
0: Is it specified training or is it lifestyle training? Like, here's how you use the product, or here's how here's what the product is capable of.
1: I think it's showing any product what it's capable of. So it's, spec- it's specified? it's something new, yeah.
0: Okay. Hmm.
1: I think that helps us sell it. So
0: because all too often, you know sometimes you know w- w- the the kitchen product manufacturers mm-hmm. are notorious for this in showroom where they'll have a, a, a chef come in and show you what amazing things yeah. they can do. It's like, "Look, you can give me a paint by number set, yeah, right? And you can give the same set to a professional artist. He's going to do something amazing with it, and I'm going to be slightly outside the lines. It, a chef is kind of the same thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You're giving you're giving someone who's got incredible skills. Yeah, someone could they could they could give a homeowner mm-hmm. You know the same exact products that you're specifying, but that's a you, great person you, you, you know,
1: you take the chef and you give him the newest piece of fish or Coolest new vegetable out there that's organic or whatever it is and they're like, oh my god, this is amazing here Try this, you know, that's the same thing that we do too. He
0: could he could probably make something Remarkable over a campfire totally so it doesn't really get the point across, so I, I mm-hmm. guess what I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what is the best way to get you the kind of training that you seek, knowing mm-hmm. that you don't have you say love the event you don't mm-hmm. have the time for that
1: yeah, you know I guess I'm trying to think how do I like find out about things or you know get trained on things and it's really honestly a lot of the trade shows I do trade yeah. shows I do all of them I what, do. Are, what are your favorites i love the hospitality design convention in vegas that Mm. was really fun and i go to milan every year to the Salone. yeah you do i go every year so i mean i would if another thing like for any designer it's like if you haven't been to milan you have to go it's like i discover i would say a handful of things i mean since i've been so many times i see kind of some of the stuff but like i discover a handful of things every year that i take away from there that are huge in my business
0: all right. So listen. So you're you're going so you go to Salone every year, whether it's the kitchen yep. or a or lighting. lighting. You, you go. Yeah. Every year. So you're going this year. Yes. All right. So although I, I love the lighting. All right. So <laughs> is this your lighting or is this your kachina? I think it's lighting this year. Okay. So yeah. I got a I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> if I if I send you mm-hmm. with a recorder. Yeah. Will will you go be? You'd have to send me
1: with a camera guy because I'm not. I don't no know no no
0: no camera. Oh. Just an audio recorder. Oh okay. Where you could like. I
1: could do that. You could do that. That'd be great. I would love to do that.
0: Oh, this is going to be fun. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, so guess what I'm doing this year? I'm what are you, so excited. What are you doing? This I'm year?
1: flying to Dublin. I'm going to see Harry Styles on Saturday, and then the week after is Milan. So I'm flying to Milan. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's a trip. I'm super excited. That's a trip. So yes. That is so much fun. I know. So how long have you been doing that? Um, I mean, you mean going salon? to going yeah going to Salona. I don't know. How long, long enough. Have been doing it yeah. So you've been doing
1: it for like I want to say six years.
0: What are okay if you if you had to had to say here are here are the five things here's to know here's what you need to know before you go the five things that you absolutely have to do at Salona de Mobley. Don't stay in an Airbnb.
1: okay (laughs) I'm kidding I just like hotels there and the hotels a lot of times have big events and like things happening so like you'll go to a hotel and there'll be like you know designers gathering for like an event that's in the hotel so that's kind of cool you get to know a lot more people I feel like when you're in the hotel so definitely stay at a hotel um what are five things that I would recommend? I,
0: I'm I'm giving you the choice. You tell
1: me. You know, I would say stay at least four days because it takes you that long just to get through the event. So if you stay for like one or two days, you're not going to get the whole gamut. You'll get maybe like a third or half. Um, another thing is, you know, really hone in on what you want to see there and make a list and take that list and go to those places first because you might not make it through the whole thing. So. If there's like office or you want to see sofas or you want to see lighting, make sure you have those on your list and kind of go through all the different vendors, maybe ones you haven't seen before. And then also your category, you know, I'm high end luxury modern. So I would stay in like my high end luxury modern. I'm not going to go see like farm country or whatever else is there. So, you know, making sure that you're kind of organized.
0: Oh that's great. Do you have a do you yeah. have a do you have a favorite place? Do you have a favorite bar? Do you have a favorite restaurant? Do you have a is there do you have a place or do you just like to take advantage of it? I kinda of?
1: just do whatever I'm doing at the time. Okay. I wanna say something, but I don't know actually. I totally you know, they're all Italian, so I don't really remember the name. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, no there are, totally there's fair. some great restaurants. You can't really go wrong. The service <laughs> is great, the wine is great. It's like so inexpensive. It's a you know
0: it's awesome. Okay, so hospitality show in Vegas, Salone. What what other uh, events Globally or locally That that you just I mean
1: I haven't been And I want to go next year I want to go to BD West Okay And I want to go to Oh no I've been to BD West What am I talking about I want to go to the um, Boutique Design Hospitality Convention um, Which is in New York So I want to do that next year Um, I would say Neocon Okay In Chicago That's yeah. a really good one Yeah So you should definitely check that one out. High Point. Especially if you're into more commercial. High Point, you know, I go to High Point and I see the same stuff that I already know. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I don't know. It was kind of fun to see Jeff Lewis there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Visual comfort and Jeff Lewis, Circa
0: and all that. Jeff Lewis, to me, yeah. is, is like the... Um, he's the Don Rickles of interior design. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So funny! It's so true, and and because of that, yeah. he's gonna have an extraordinary design-focused lifespan. Yeah, and he's gonna be able to do TV shows. Oh, and, and like, yeah.
1: Then there's like a giant like Joanna Gaines poster on the wall. I'm yeah. like, are you serious? Like, really? This girl came out of nowhere. I don't know. Literally, like literally. Now she has a cookbook and probably a
0: like fashion line. Who knows? Anyway. And an entire city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a it's a great design story. But you know, yeah. yeah. And it s- is. And speaking of and which. She's good. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, yours is a great design story too. Yeah, and I love it, and I appreciate the time that you that you came out to do this. Thank you. Thank you very appreciate much. It. So, while you may think we're done, we're not. There's actually, when Ross and I were finished recording, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about this this project that I'm working on that I wanted to talk to you about and didn't didn't bring it up. I, I feel so stupid." I was like, "No, no worries. Let's just uh, hit record again." and uh we could start we can talk about that project and and i also have uh have something else for you to hear so you'll hear about ross's project uh in just a minute top designers know this if you are going to get to the top of your game and stay there you need strong partners you hear me talking about partnerships all the time i've spoken to enough amazing creatives to know that teamwork and strong partnerships are invaluable Bassman Blaine is a multifaceted home furnishings company with a passion for helping designers do their best work. They represent some of the finest vendors on the planet, and if you are a design professional in California, Nevada, Arizona, or Hawaii, you need to let them help you find the perfect pieces for your projects. Strong partnerships start with a good conversation, and I want to encourage you to start one now with Darby Cooperman, an absolute pro If the last name sounds familiar, it's no coincidence. Darby and I have been married for 28 years. So I know her and I know that she can help you. So email Darby, Darby C, D-A-R-B-Y, the letter C, at BassmanBlain.com. Let her help you specify products for your amazing designs. All right. And tell her I said hi. So, okay. So tell me about this.
1: So... Uh, one of my other big projects that I'm doing right now is I'm working with Adam Rippon. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's an Olympic uh, champion skater who just won the Olympics last year, and then he just won Dan- Dancing with the Stars this year, too. So that's kind of fun. That's actually a pretty amazing project to work with somebody like that. Um, he's kind of become like this gay icon. He was just in like, Taylor Swift's video. And and so just working with somebody like that is pretty cool. And do you know? Do you know what
0: the? Do you know what the motif, the theme, the idea, the concept behind this is?
1: So I call it millennial
0: modern. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I'm, he's
1: kind of a millennial. Okay, I and want to hear so. this.
0: <laughs> so there's one really nice thing, and and then everything's surrounded by. No, 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 no.
1: It's actually very classy. Um, we've we've already done it. It's it's actually in the process, but we've already really f- pretty close to finishing. Um, he has a good glam vibe uh i think one of his friends described it pretty well when he said um it looks like a teenage girl's like dorm room or something oh my god I <laughs> but it. totally I but totally joking and so it's like and adam's i think response was something like oh my god that's the best compliment i've ever had so <laughs> i cannot wait to see this so yeah it's very um so are you done are you done with cool. it it's modern and it's glam and it's it's great are you done with it Oh yeah, I'm pretty much done with it. Finished. Have, yeah. you, sh- have you shot it? No, so I'm going to shoot it. Actually, I'm hoping to shoot it this month. Yeah. Are you, are you having So a photoc- I'm going to be shooting it and I'm hoping I get it in like El Decor or something. Seriously. Like, so I need to get it in a good magazine because it's Adam. Yeah. Are you guys Are you guys pitching it? Yeah, we're going to pitch it.
0: Who are you going to pitch it to? I don't know. I told you
1: El Decor. Is, is that the one <laughs> For real, I would love to do That's it. That would be the one that I'd want to be. Okay. In. I mean, I did just get a little write-up in Architecture Digest, so I feel like I have that. Which is nice. And then, you know, I think El Decor would be the next one. Okay. I mean it's either that or I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. My favorite would be El or Architecture.
0: Okay. So yeah. All right. Well listen, good luck. And I I wanna see it when you've uh, when you finish shooting it. Okay. I'll send you pics. Oh, it's so exciting. Ross, thank you. I really enjoyed our chat. Thank you for taking the time. I also must note that this conversation was recorded live. And in person, uh, before we all got locked down uh, in this in this crazy these crazy times of 2020, it seems like a lifetime ago since I was able to do this, and I cannot wait to get out and start doing it again. Thank you, Walker Zanger, uh, for your support of Convo by Design. It is greatly appreciated. You're a remarkable design partner, and uh, I'm I'm lucky to be working with you. Thermosol, thank you for your continued support as well. This is a new relationship, and it's it's been a joy. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. You can find Convo by Design everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can also ask your smart device to play Convo by Design, and it will. If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us on Instagram at Convo by Design with an X. Be well, and until next week, keep creating.